Welcome back to Local News Live. I'm Clay Osterley getting ready to kick off our favorite segment that we do every week. Hopefully a couple times this week we'll get a couple updates here. But unraveling your traveling with KHNL's Jonathan Sapi coming to you live from Honolulu, Hawaii. Uh, Jonathan, we have a, a whole bunch of travel-related news going on this week. And, of course, I know you're going to get us caught up on all the tips and tricks and consumer news related to that. So, first of all, aloha. Hope your day's off to a good start. Aloha. Thanks for having me on, guys. Excited to get to it on this Tuesday. Aloha Tuesday. All right, Jonathan. So first off, American Airlines is making more cuts to its flight schedule in the coming months. What's going on there? Yeah, Clay, you're exactly right. This news just coming to us yesterday, breaking from the company. American Airlines is making what they say, and they're calling, quote, proactive adjustments to their flight schedule. Yeah, the company says the airline could slash as many as 31,000 flights in November. That's what many analysts are saying, I should say. In a statement, American Airlines did say the cuts are, quote, in line with our approach to network and schedule planning throughout the year, end quote. Chicago O'Hare and Dallas-Fort Worth will feel the cuts the most, as well as Boston and Philadelphia. Just last week, the airline says it was cutting 2% of its flights in September and October schedule. Now, American is not the only airline making these big changes. Both United and Delta have made similar cuts. We've been talking about this all summer, Clay. It's because of those staffing shortages, some severe weather delay played into it, and air traffic control delays. It's really caused a major mess all summer long. Airlines still struggling to keep up with it, and it's just getting a little better, a little better at a time, and airlines are having to adjust. They're also, also under tremendous pressure from the feds to do something about the problem. So just unraveling your traveling literally is what those airlines are dealing with, Ugh. unraveling daily. Yeah, it's 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 definitely been tough, I know for sure. But, you know, when we talked last week, we did talk about uh, the Department of Transportation uh, and Pete Buttigieg was kind of giving some hope to kind of trying to solve some of these issues in the coming months. Hopefully, let's get those fingers crossed. Yeah, and they're asking for public input. If you have a travel horror story, go to the Transportation Department's website and you can sound off. It's the government is giving you a chance to vent. They want to hear what happened. So go there, sound off. It's still an open period to do that. So the transportation wants your opinion and wants you to be heard. So do it. If you have something that happened to you over the summer, I was lucky. I had pretty smooth sailing this summer so far, crossing my fingers. Uh, go there, Transportation Department's website. You can find it. There you go. We heard it from Jonathan Sapi here first. All right, Jonathan, uh, moving on to our next topic here. Uh, one of the world's busiest airports is continuing with traveler reduction. Uh, I have a feeling that this has to do with something overseas, though. Yes, it does. And it was probably one of the most uh, notorious or epic uh, nightmare picture we saw all summer. We're talking about London and Heathrow airports, so stacks of luggages. Uh, luggage and bags we saw over the summer. I don't have the picture right now, but if you saw it, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, London and Heathrow Airport coming out saying 
that it will extend a cap on daily passenger numbers until the end of October as part of efforts to cope with those soaring demands and the struggles we've been talking about with staffing. The airport is one of Europe's busiest. It says now it will max out at 100,000 travelers that can depart each day now until October 29th. Now, the daily cap was initially expected to be lifted in early September, but Heathrow imposed the temporary limit in July and told airlines, you know, they even told them to stop selling tickets during the peak summer travel season, saying they expected passenger traffic was going to be way more than the ground staff could handle. So again, that cap is extended until October 29th. The airport said its temporary cap that is already imposed has resulted in fewer last-minute cancellations, and shorter waits for bags. That's playing into what I was talking about, that just Google it, London bag problems, whoa. It added uh, that the capacity limits will be under review and could be lifted now if things get better. Again, cross your fingers on that one, too. All right, Jonathan, uh, hopefully uh, we'll get some better news here coming from our our neighbors uh, in the east there before too long. Hey, speaking of... uh dreams here well if you wish upon a star disney cruises might take you far 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 away from all of your problems right and it looks like the vaccination statuses for those cruise lines are changing yeah that was some awesome rhymes you just did there you might have a career uh as a Eric's person, I don't know. Uh, Yeah, this is what's up with that. Kids don't need to get vaccinated against COVID-19 to go on Disney cruises anymore. Uh, Some kids, that is. Disney Cruise Line decided to drop its vaccination requirement for children younger than 12 years old on cruises leaving from the U.S. and Canada. This is starting on September 2nd. But vaccines are still required for people older than 12, and everyone is still required on those Disney cruises to go through COVID-19 testing. A number of other cruise lines have updated their vaccine policies, so if you're planning a cruise, check it now. It's changing fast as we're sort of loosening more and more restrictions when it comes to travel, especially on those cruise lines. You remember how scary that was at the beginning of the pandemic? A lot of Cruise lines were hit hard by the pandemic, like all those cruises that got stuck and things like that. So they imposed really stiff, stiff restrictions when they open back up. They're loosening up. This is just the latest one to do so. I'm so excited that some of the cruises here are really coming back in. You're starting to see them back at port again and things like that because cruises are one of my favorite vacations. I don't. Have you ever been on a cruise? I've never been on one. Never. Never. And I am so surprised by that. I've thought about it. It just has never aligned with my other travel. For me, it's just like too much of a commitment on that boat. I am just like a fly by the seat of the pants traveler when I go places. And I always feel like I'll get locked down. But everyone tells me it's not like that. You really, really feel like engaged and you're really enjoying your time on the cruise and when you port you get to see different a lot of different places so i'm not naysaying cruises i'm just saying i've always been a little bit scared just because of the way i travel and i like to do things just go just go when i want to go 
I would highly recommend it uh, for sure. And and yeah, I would chime in with the rest of the people that you've talked to uh, related to cruises. Um, it, it, it feels like a commitment, but really the only thing you're committed to is doing exactly what you want to do 24-7 for the duration of that cruise. So uh, it, it's, it really works out for your benefit, trust me. And there's a lot of gambling, right, on cruises most of the time, right? They always have a, a lot of times they have a casino, which could be trouble for me because if you've ever heard me talk about Vegas, I'm never a winner. So it would make that vacation more expensive if there's slots or roulette around. So gotta yeah. play. It's- I'd have to add in that. And you know I'm a... You know I'm a thrifty traveler, so. That's true, yeah, well, okay, yeah. You gotta play it smart there on that one level of the cruise ship, maybe stay away from that one, but let's talk about the food, <laughs> the whole food level and the pool decks and all of that stuff. That's where you'll find me living for the duration of that cruise. Hey, uh, there's a new company uh, that's uh, the travel industry is kind of buzzing about right now, and I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about this with you here. Uh, Boom Supersonic, uh-oh. Have we heard this before? Fun to say, right? Boom, supersonic. It's really cool. I'm excited to talk about this. And you're right. It's got the buzz all over the travel industries, online sites, anywhere you look. The trades are talking about it. Well, this is the latest thing with Boom. American Airlines has agreed to buy up to 20 supersonic jets and put down a non-refundable deposit on the planes, which is very unusual. They're still not they're still not even up in there. They haven't flown these things. These things are very much still on the drawing board. Neither American nor Boom Supersonic would provide the financial details today, including the size of that deposit. So it's a sort of little secret deal they got going on. American now becomes the second US uh airline to make a deal with Boom. United made a commitment to 15 jets last year. Uh, It's been nearly 20 years since the last supersonic passenger flight took to the air. You might remember the Concorde. I don't know if you're too young to remember that, but I certainly do. Always dreamed of being on one. They had some safety issues and really some cost issues for passengers and airlines. These things are so cool. It flew across the Atlantic in just hours, a few hours. So Boom CEO insists his company's planes will be different than those Concords, though. They're going to... debut hopefully in 2029 with tickets get this the cost is a little insane four thousand to five thousand dollars to fly from new york to london and about here's the cool thing in about three and a half hours yeah boom says the planes will have a top speed of 1.7 times the speed of sound which is about 1300 miles per hour which is awesome and This is where it gets expensive because you can only carry 65 to 80 passengers. Now, skeptics say Boom's ambitious timetable is questionable. Yeah, notably because Boom does not even have yet an engine manufacturer lined up. But they are said to be in the talks with Rolls-Royce. Very cool, right? It'd be cool to... The technology's been there. It's just been a cost situation and a safety concern because there was a a notorious, really awful crash of the Concorde that... You can Google about as well and find out more about. But that was really the beginning of its end when that crash happened. But it was always a cost issue. It was only the uber rich that could afford to go. And it seems like perhaps it's going to continue to be a cost issue, to be honest with you, because a smooth four to five thousand dollars per ticket. Oh, I'll just take the I'll take the the slow ride. You got me covered. You got me covered, Clay. (laughs) Thank you so much. I know you got me. 
You can cash in those frequent flyer miles and take me on a three-hour trip to London. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, my live picture just went away. I'll show it to you real fast because you'll know what it is. I had a live picture lined up uh, of the crossing of the Beatles because we were talking about London. It, that was just a few seconds ago, the Beatles crossing in London. I love taking that live picture, so just had to throw it in there. Abby you know Rose? the famous Beatles crosswalk? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Abbey Road? That's right. Yes. Abbey Road. Yeah, Part I, I, one. I know, I know a little bit of yeah. Beatles trivia there. Um, yeah, I, I, it looks like I'll be taking the, uh, as mentioned, the, the slow plane uh, if I'm going to go uh, see Abbey Road anytime soon here. But uh, it, nonetheless, it is cool. Yeah. Me too. Me too. We can dream. <laughs> we can dream. All right, Jonathan, moving on to our uh, last topic here of the day today. Last week, we talked about President's Bi uh, President Biden's vacation. Uh, now, where is the VP getting some R&R &R, uh, this, uh, this time around? I hear it's not too far from where you are. I'm looking out my window. Looking out the window right now. I, I can see her. No, not really. She's on a different island, but I gave it away. She's here in Hawaii. Yeah, this is a very secret trip. Vice President Kamala Harris made an unannounced trip to Kauai. Sources say to our H&N reporters, Air Force Two touched down yesterday afternoon. They're in Lihue Airport on the Garden Isle. Details of her trip really were kept secret, but we're told it's for a vacation and it's going to last more than a week. So a lot of people talking about if there's going to be like road closures. They, I mean, the highways there are very small and small island. So people are sort of buzzing online if the motorcade's going to cause some issues. But this is so far the only glimpse we got of what's going on. This one fuzzy picture. This is like, I went everywhere, all over the internet, trolling around to find, to find, trying to find Kamala Harris beach pictures or her and the motorcade. There's just really nothing out there because we did not even know this was happening until five minutes before she landed. It was like mentioned that she was going to stop by or make touchdown, but we didn't know she was going to be here to stay. But it sounds like she's here on vacay. So, Kamala, if you're watching, hit me up. We can go have a Mai Tai or something. All right. There you go. Uh, so the, the official invitation coming from Jonathan Sapi for Vice President Harris to hang yeah. out. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Hey. Yeah. Why not? It's the Aloha spirit. Hey, Jonathan, I wanted, since, uh, since you and I really like to talk, and this is kind of un... Uh, related to travel, but since you and I really like to talk about trendy things related to food and candy and stuff like that, uh, this is a story that we had earlier yeah. today, um, and I wanted to, to tell you a little bit about it and see and get your take on this here. Uh, so Snoop Dogg has released his own brand of cereal called Snoop Loops, and it uh, looks a lot like uh, some Fruit Loops. It's got marshmallows in it, but of course, uh, I, we we have it up on our screen right now. It's got a, it's a pretty colorful box out there, and I, I don't know, man. I mean, I was just thinking to myself, I got my mind on the loops and the loops on my mind after reading this story and seeing this. What about you? <laughs> Stop with the lyrics, man. You're too good. Okay, uh, I have some opinions about it already. I can't see it from where my vantage point is, but from your amazing description, I can tell you this and what I do and don't like about it. A, I love Snoop Dogg, and I love his takes on food. I love his show with Martha Stewart. He knows his food. He makes fun type of uh, comfort foods that I love on the show, uh, Martha and Snoop's uh, potluck, potluck show. 
But what I don't like about this product, from what you described to me, is the Fruit Loop part of it. Because for me, Fruit Loops tear my mouth up. Oh. Like Apple Jacks, Fruit Loops. Like I have to like have major, major milk soakage going on before I even go near it because I just get cut up. It's too rough for my the top of my mouth. So no go for me on that. Snoop Dogg also in a new uh, movie on Netflix about vampires. I just saw the preview. Uh, just came out this week. It looks terrible, but I saw... <laughs> Sorry, Snoop, but it just looks really cheesy. Not my type of movie. Some people will like it, but I personally thought it looked very, very cheesy, and I even like scary vampire movies sometimes, but uh, Snoop Dogg's great. Overall, I'm a, the biggest fan. That halftime show, again, he, he knows his food, so if he's coming out with a food product, I'm sure he's tasted it. He knows his munchies, as we all know. So go Snoop Dogg. Keep it up. Okay. There you have it. All right. Yeah. So it's a it's a split vote for me and you because I I do I definitely want to give it a shot, if nothing else. Just give it a try. But yeah, you're right. I mean the Fruit Loops can tear your mouth up. Like Captain Crunch gets me really bad too. Um I, I feel like you're just you're just you might as well just like eat milkshakes the rest of the day after Captain Crunch. But I really like it still though. <laughs> My problem is I never probably do it in moderation. I probably never do it in moderation, right? If I had a little, it'd be okay. But I'm like a half a box cereal type person. So that's probably what gets me more than the product itself. It's three bowl of too cereal much. minimum. I just had one cup. Yeah, 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 yeah. But sounds fun. <laughs> sounds good. I'd try it with caution. Okay. All right, we're gonna have to reconvene here and uh, and talk about this uh, a little more once we can get our hands on some Snoop Loops there. But hey, this has been Unraveling Your Traveling with Jonathan Sapi. It's where he takes some time to talk about all the consumer news related to traveling, some tips and tricks, and keeping up on all the trends related to traveling around the world here. And uh, of course, we always appreciate Jonathan for your time. Jonathan, thank you so much, and have a wonderful afternoon. Yeah, I'll be here for your Yeah, I'll be here for your foodie fix anytime you want to. So hit me up anytime. All right, have a good one, Jonathan. Thanks again so much.